0: Welcome to a podcast no one's listening to, apparently. News to our listeners from around the globe, I'm sure. You do exist. I'm just being facetious. And if you tuned in to hear Verbal Tap's official response to Seth because of the meme he posted, um, our direction, well, I would say, first, that wasn't at us. But second, it was that RAF. Specifically, there's <laughs> one man in show business that would receive the passive aggressive meme of the founder and star of Fight to Win. And I guess now involved in ADCC production, which is cool. Maybe he always has been. I guess it has been flow grappling, but either way, didn't invent it. Not a Gracie. I'm really stoking the flames now fun. You have been kind of called out because you were rejected for some credentials. How are you doing with the most recent <laughs> news that our podcast has uh, has a sharp loss in listenership?
1: Two things. One, devastated. Just, oh my God, how dare they make a meme about us? The beautiful part about the meme in itself, and we'll talk about it as we go along a little bit more, But um, there's no joke. So when you look at it, you just kind of go like, oh, hey, is there a joke somewhere in all of this word vomit? Oh, no, it's just a shit post. Oh, okay, great. (laughs) So there's the first part and the second part. And I guess this really begs the question that a lot of people were asking me, which is a lot of people. A lot of people were asking um... because people sent this meme to me and they were like, is this you? And I was like, well, how many other BJJ podcasts
0: are there? And how many people didn't get credentialed? And it's like you, And first of all, several people didn't think it was you. Cause they were like, well, you're, you're in the community. Like, what are they talking about? You, you do a ton of interviews and, Or they
1: assume that I am going.
0: Or they assume you are going. So there was quite a few people that were confused. They were like, oh, wait, you're not going? It was like, oh, and you did this video where you announced you're going to do a simulcast and uh, do some jokes along with the people while they're watching 47 hours of grappling. God forbid. By the way, have you ever been super tired and watching grappling for 10 hours? Cool. So sometimes it helps to have a little Facebook group you can join and chat along with and hear a live stream, and you can at the grappling hour. Coming up soon. Uh, That's helpful. It's not detracting from a production, but even more helpful would be having you there backstage to talk to fighters, especially given Raph. Can I just I want to give you some credit here for a second. I just want to talk about your interview history. Uh No date back to the first people that interviewed Gary Tonin before he became a megastar and part of Invicta, which is also a coincidence because today's megastar guest is an Invicta employee. Maybe, oh, I didn't ask, what's in the briefcase? I'm such an idiot. What's in that tiny metal briefcase? (laughs) Dang it, Kevin. Sorry. Sorry. Apologies all. Apologies all around. You were one of the first people to interview Gary Tonin. You were one of the first people to interview Gordon Ryan several times. And to the point where you even stoked them to understand how to interview people and help perpetuate their career. Several people wish you hadn't taught them some of the things you showed them. There's several things that are of note about your media literacy in this community, but the least of which is that you also do the only grappling production show that covers the fighters and gives them a chance to talk about them. So I don't know. I'm surprised, but I thought that, I thought that post was hilarious. I, I immediately was just like, okay, first of all, why is it so passive aggressive? Which people called out. But we're gonna get to all those details and some ADCC excitement because moreover than any uh fake feud I'm trying to like really stoke the fires on because Raph was mostly like, I mean, I don't care. I just wish they'd credential me because you're a professional. <laughs> and I was just like, no, we gotta we gotta get a meme back and be like, uh, uh dear anonymous owner of fight to uh fight to adversary opponents like here's our blank memes none of that but right. you were I'll just you uh, much, Kev, wanting you're, to
1: you're previewing it so that way people have something to come back to for somebody who likes to tell it like it is he definitely doesn't put a name to a face <laughs> on any part of this meme it is so passive aggressive in the sense of like yeah i tell it like it is dear anonymous bjj memer and photog fuck you like ooh, gotta <laughs> be so, oh. uh, yes, Kev, I have thoughts on it, but we have a guest.
0: Yeah, and we're, get, we've are we already to gotten us. too nerdy about grappling, which is already our Achilles heel. Oh. Today's guest is outstanding host of The Magic Hour along with co-host Mercedes, who we do have coming up on the podcast, ref. We also have her book to talk. Um, just an awesome show. I, I You're going to hear me sort of fanning out because I've been listening to it pretty steady for about three weeks now. We're <laughs> catching up. I'm a podcast binger. That's my thing. I, I should talk to someone. But first, let's talk to Jade Bryce right here on Verbal Tap. Because this is a fun intro I get to do. We have a a very special guest on the podcast this evening, Jade Bryce. But I want to do a longer intro for you, if that's okay. Sure. (laughs) All right. So currently with Invicta FC, uh, you have a history of of being a a ringside woman. They still use ring girl. I I just prefer ring woman. I struggle with it. I turned 30 and I couldn't help it. Um, but as I started to do some research for you, the big thing you're here to talk about is your podcast, The Magic Hour, which I've been listening to. So now I've gotten to mm-hmm. see that you also are award-winning. You do some modeling, some personal training, just sort of a little bit of everything. The Magic Hour is awesome. How do you find time to sleep on just a daily basis?
2: Yeah, my eyes currently hurt because I I feel like I've mastered sleeping with my eyes open Um, I'm also a single mom of two toddlers, so, uh, I think I've just gotten used to being tired maybe. Um, people often ask me like, why are you so tired? And then I ask myself and I kind of can get bummed out about it, but then I think about all that I do and cut myself some slack.
0: (laughs) You should, because you were even partially, we were like, are you still up? She's like, yep. Doing the water on the face trick, which is uh, a nice (laughs) trick of the performer's. Just a little jolt of cold water. Yeah. So we appreciate you sticking it out. To uh... yeah,
2: sure. yeah, we record the show typically at eight o'clock at night um, in my room, and we don't get off till like ten or eleven. So um, yeah, I'm used to it. I have to. We have to record after I put the kids to bed. So it's our only option right now. Oh wow! And two
0: kids in addition to so you've got the two miniature full time jobs because toddlers are. <laughs> Just sort mm-hmm. of nuts, and I'm I'm only dealing with a 35 pound dog that currently is looking at me like I'm talking to an imaginary friend. But you've yeah. got that, you've got the mm-hmm. podcast, and so actually let's let's sort of parlay to the podcast before we I get two in the weeds, and Raph and I get into yeah. like what's the most scared you've ever seen a fighter pre-fight. We'll get <laughs> to those later. Um, okay. The ma- the magic hour, you all. I'm part of the magic mob now because I've been listening. I feel like Yay. we're, we're friends now, at least on my side,
2: Yeah, everything awesome.
0: f- from Justin Gaithy talking about his mindset, um, really his mindset emotionally with his family, with pre fight, just no- not necessarily inside the cage though, obviously related to that to two podcasts ago, you had a sex co a sex stallion coach named Sarah, Rosa, who just <laughs> cracked me up endlessly
2: yeah, um, yeah, I know you you and went... then we ha- we have a Lima Le on Monday this next Monday. We have a Lima lay also So we try to do like an MMA related episode once a month But then yeah in between we'll throw in a sex expert or a channeler or a Jungian psychologist, you know um, Can you also so do we'll
1: us a to- solid uh, a Lima Le, a very good friend of ours um, I've covered a couple of her I fights know. and uh, like when she was on EBI but I recently got a text from my dad who was watching Family Feud, and mm-hmm. he didn't know who she was, but he was like, oh, my God, son, all these MMA people are on Family Feud. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, OK. And I watched it. I was just curious if you can pass on to her when you're questioning her about that Family Feud experience, because I saw looks from her where I said, oh, no, she definitely has the my partner on my team made a stupid response to one of the questions answer kind of
2: thing yeah um well we've already interviewed her it's already been edited and it's ready to go but um we did talk so i think that may just be her look because mercedes and i like we can kind of have that look sometimes too when we're in our heads but um we do talk a lot with her about stuff outside the cage as well. We talk about anxiety, about plant medicine, about um, her and I both just did like an eight-month celibacy. So we talk about our life, and then she also talks about how it all goes into her training and into when she's in the cage. So it's. I think you'll like the interview. Awesome.
0: How do you decide on this format of a podcast? I know you, you approach Mercedes. You two really enjoyed your time traveling together, working together, but the podcast is sort of a bizarre confluence of different things. Just talk us through the process of where the the magic hour comes from and, and why the crossing of genres.
2: Um, so we named it magic hour, M-A-J-I-C for Mercedes and Jade. Um, and, you know, Mercedes and I are both kind of magicians in life. We um, have this habit of trying to fix things and help people and, uh, it just, it had a ring to it, but also just the fact that that's kind of our archetype. And then, um, as far as crossing genres, we love being a personality in MMA. We love the sport. It's what brought us together. It's all of our fan base is mostly MMA, uh, on, on our Instagram. So it's, We wanted to keep that and keep our fans happy. Um, And also, we love the fighters. We love talking to them. We love um, talking to them about stuff outside of MMA and giving people a taste for what, um, you know, is going on in their hearts and not so much in their training. And so it's partly that, and then it's also partly just that, we wanted to kind of be a bridge, like maybe people who wouldn't listen to a union psychologist show or a show about how to please your woman in bed or something like that. We put that in between the MMA episodes and it's kind of maybe people making people think a little bit outside of their original box and maybe even considering, you know, if they've struggled with depression, maybe even considering journaling or therapy or things that they wouldn't normally give time to.
0: Uh, Just because we kind of, you know, popped it in there. So, Absolutely. And I just in a coincidental world, well, actually through jujitsu, was just talking to a a sex psychologist. And a lot of the themes he and I were discussing came up on on the sex coaching podcast, which is always Mm. to hear it sort of bring full circle. Did this start? In the back rooms of Bellator? Because I presume there's a lot of... I mean, oh, Ra- Raph has covered these. I've been to a few. There's a lot of boredom, <laughs> downtime before the ring, right?
2: Honestly, if we had started this show when we were on the road together and we could have done it in the hotel rooms, it probably would have blown up way faster and like been so much more easy to promote because that's such a cool idea, like two ring girls on the road and like recording this in between shows, you know? <laughs> Um, but no, it was, it was like years after I left Bellator and while I'm with Invicta and, um, I just, I, I kept going on shows like MMA roasted and MMA junkie and, um, talking about my own struggles with depression and anxiety and then how I've worked my way through them and, um, and still working my way through them. And I would get constant messages after doing those shows about how, they had, people had no idea and how they feel so much less alone now and how, um, they just related so much and it meant so much to me. And that's what I've always wanted to do with my platform. So I just thought, man, these podcasts are a really powerful way to reach people kind of want to start my own and my soul, I didn't even think about starting it by myself, like was not a thought for a second. And my soul just instantly said Mercedes. So I reached out to her and, Yeah. We're the yin to each other's yang. And, um, you know, I mispronounce words a lot and I say, um, a lot and I didn't know if I was smart enough or funny enough. And I, or interesting enough. And I was doing a ayahuasca plant medicine ceremony and I asked, yeah, I asked the medicine, like, do you have any messages for the podcast? Because I had not started it yet. I didn't know if I, if I was qualified, And I saw a microphone in front of me and I saw a rainbow um, like coming out of my heart into the microphone and then dispersing. And there was no, it showed my brain with like no activity whatsoever. Not to say that I don't have, you know, stuff going on up there, but just basically the message was that it's the heart that's going to change people. So stop getting in my own way and stop thinking about how I'm going to say things and what I'm going to say and just speak from the heart.
1: That's the best Ayahuasca story I think I've heard. Most of we We've heard a few, (laughs) but that's good. That one, like, matters. And I've had a lot of people say how transformative it is for them, but they definitely (laughs) mention, they're like, it changed my life. I threw up a lot, but it did change my (laughs) life. Uh, But for (laughs) you, I have to commend you because this is the real hidden secret about, I think, MMA and jiu-jitsu is. We're around a lot of perceived tough guys who do struggle with this, and one of the best aspects of the podcast world that I think Kevin and I have experienced on our own level is that when people listen to them, they're driving somewhere, they're by themselves, and they feel like they're part of an extended community. So I'm so happy that you were able to get past you know, the wonders and the questions on if you were good enough don't ever worry about saying um and uh and all that sort of stuff we're not robots we're meant to have those things kevin and i we were speech instructors and i still do it every so often i'll listen to a podcast and go yeah i probably should stop saying that as much or this or that and those are things that you can do to obviously improve yourself but if you have something to say and you you really sincerely mean it and you are helping people and you're fostering that community um it's always worth it so uh, big kudos to you on that.
2: Thank you. Thank you. And- yeah, I've done 17 ceremonies now. I've actually oh. never thrown up. so
1: Thank God. Um, You're tougher than Nick
2: Gregory yeah. Artis <laughs> and
0: our other
1: friends. So <laughs> that's, that's amazing. Yeah. Do you get like a free <laughs> sandwich on the 20th? I'm just curious.
2: Oh, God. I uh, I don't know if I'd want a sandwich, but um, it be like, <laughs> maybe some chocolate or something yeah i should i should have some sort of there should be a special toga
0: or like a what's those poncho like a big (laughs) concert ponchos (laughs) like in gold i don't know Well, we'll, we've got a few years it sounds like to get there
1: well the other reason we have to start talking about celebration is you guys are coming up on one year of doing a podcast and and crushing it That's you. awesome. So do you have any plans? Do you have any guests that you're looking to do for that? Because I always know when yeah. I'm starting to book people and it gets around that one year time or, you know, we, you know, Kevin and I are almost coming up on seven years of doing this. So every year it's always trying to find somebody new and do something big for those shows. Do you have anything that you're, you're looking to celebrate when you do get to that milestone in a month? Yeah. So it's,
2: yeah, it's on Halloween and, um, what we're going to do is interview each other. So I'll act like Mercedes is the guest and I'll interview her just like we do to our guests and she won't know what questions I'm going to ask her and vice versa. So, um, it'll be a really intimate interview Two two weeks in a row for that. And then we'll, our third one will be our very first guest ever, which was Paul Selig. He channeled us and it was really powerful. So we'll interview him again. And then, um, our two, like most feedback, most downloaded episodes were Eric Gossi and Peter Craig. So we'll interview them again. We've already done those interviews, but we'll air those again. Nice. And uh, yeah, yeah. We're we're really excited to interview each other though. And then also uh, before we aired any episodes, we recorded like 10 that we never aired because we listened back and we were like, Oh my God, no. And so we just kind of trashed them. But, One of those was about sexual attraction and it's just really funny to listen back to. And so we're probably going to air that as like a blooper episode and just, you know, kind of let people know like this wasn't ever going to be aired, but we thought we'd let you know how far we've come. Here you go.
0: I would like it noted. I was already listening before that podcast was released. So I can't be accused of just tuning in for that one. But as you round into this, and I wrote on our notes uh for guests, trying to attract some of her audience, most likely we'll lose all of ours to her, <laughs> so if that at all <laughs> boosts some confidence, what is the balance <laughs> of doing the show so you're what are you doing outside of right now in terms of how much invicta what's the balance like and are you noticing an uptick in how much the podcast is requiring from you in that time, or is it still a pretty delicate balance?
2: Yeah, no, um, it is all in balance. That's the only way I can survive. But the podcast is definitely the thing that takes up most of my time and my, in everything that I'm doing. The podcast is my full-time job. It's, um, it may not be like a full-time job salary, but yet heard that it is, <laughs> sorry it is the hour yeah like it takes up more of my time than anything else besides my kids sure um, yeah. yeah Invicta is um, you know they only have a show right now they have a show every month for the rest of the year so that's great but they don't have me on every single show um, I, I want to be on every single show so um, if if whoever's listening if you guys want to let them know you want to see me there I'm sure that they'll bring me on more but um also i have just been asked about doing um the bare knuckle yep um yeah i got asked to do that and um uh, bks yeah yeah so talking about that and then um Yeah, I'm always down to do like a guest ring girl for Bellator. I think it would be so fun. It'd be a good look for both of us. And they have a show in Hawaii on my birthday, just saying that would be really, really (laughs) freaking cool. Um, Yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, The the podcast definitely takes up more time than anything else combined. But So there's not necessarily a balance, but what we're trying to do is just make it to where, you know, the other things – I'm not, we're not having to outsource, you know, for finances. We're able to just do it on the podcast and focus on the podcast. So, you know, we're only at our year mark. So I know we're doing pretty good for where we're at, but hopefully it, it becomes that, or I'll just say it will become that.
0: Okay. There we go. No, and it sounds like, yeah, that's the intention is to continue to uh, continue to shift this into fifth gear and and double down. You can hear it on the yeah. podcast, I think, at least, especially over the last few episodes. Can I ask a Bellator fighter, Invicta, you are cage side. So we talked to Bruce Buffer. We've talked to a few people in your position. I'm still upset. Mm -hmm. I have not won a ringside cage boy gig, but frankly, I don't have the abs (laughs) for it. But I will say, so we've heard when you get to pass by them, we've heard from referees, you can sense, and you being a keen observer of the human spirit just in general, do you have a method mm-hmm. for how you could tell if you thought a fighter was going to win or lose? Do you have any memories of being like passing one and being like that person's losing?
2: Um, when they're in the cage, or do Absolute. you mean like, yeah, right. absolutely,
0: yeah, absolutely. I mean, like right before you're getting a sense of their their body language and their nerves, because we only I, see the exterior. Already-
2: yeah, I mean, there's always, like, you can tell at weigh-ins, and when they're, you know, before going in the cage, and just the look in their eye, and the, like, the energy of their body, like you said, sometimes they're just so, like, cool as a cucumber, they are got no worries, and then the other one is, like, they don't they've got tunnel vision and they just are set to destroy but they also have a lot of angst to their energy and it tends to be the one that's as cool as a cucumber that wins you know um I don't know it just seems like they are so calm and collected that they like they have the game plan but they're not stressed about it and so maybe they're like able to um put it into practice more but then, in the cage, you can kind of feel their exhaustion, yeah, when you're walking around and they're in their corner trying to um you know hear from their coaches. you can you can sense when they're exhausted and they're they've hit their mark where they they're just not there anymore, you know, um, and then you can also sense when it's the opposite, and they're just they don't even really need this break. They're just like, catching their breath and they're ready to go back in. So yeah, I think you can definitely sense it.
1: Can I ask about uh, separation for this? Because I know when I go to cover things and there's fights on every weekend, it seems, mm-hmm. but you were in that industry. The travel is very tough. There's mm-hmm. so many events when there are fights that come on that you're not covering or you're not doing. Are you watching or do you need to separate and, and take a break?
2: Oh, no, i love to watch. Yeah, if I mean, I've fallen in love with so many of these fighters just from being on the road with them for so long and hearing their backstories and getting to know their families. So I'm still a fan of, of tons of fighters. And, you know, I can't always stay up as late as I'd like to to watch the main <laughs> card, but um, I watch as many as I can. Because I wonder I follow the sport for sure, yeah.
1: I just wonder if you're the person who goes on vacation, because sometimes it's me, where my wife's like, okay, listen, you got to chill. <laughs> you know, like, we got to do something, not this. And I go, you're well, 100% like, right.
2: Like, I'm not into football or basketball or baseball mm-hmm. or any of that stuff. I I was into basketball for a while there, and I used to have this obsession with Kevin Durant. But um, now I you know, I, have never really followed a sport. MMA has been something I've been into for almost 15 years now. And, um, so it's, it's kind of like my, you know, everyone has their thing that they follow that's MMA for me. So it doesn't feel like a job like launching. It doesn't feel like I'm just trying to stay relevant or just trying to stay in the loop. It's something I really enjoy.
1: Cool. I'm just going to take this and play this part for my wife. So that way she understands (laughs) that people, uh, they can have an obsession about it and be like, listen, babe, it's Norm. Like, it's just what happens.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I never dated anyone that didn't, that either wasn't in the sport or that didn't at least watch the sport. So um, I haven't gone through someone not wanting to watch it with me yet.
1: (laughs) I mean, there's... On my personal side, I definitely remember, you know, before we even did a podcast, I had it on calendars. I would tell her, like, hey, we're going to a bar, we're doing this. And so people were like, Oh, does does your wife even like fights? And I was like, She does. But then I also started doing it kind of for a living.
2: Empathize with her. Yeah. I empathize with her. My ex, um, was really into football and it came before my birthday it came be like he wouldn't remember my Shit. birthday but he would remember who the cowboys were playing and so, <laughs> I, it's a- so definitely make sure that she feels more important than mma <laughs>
1: i do and i definitely so i have these moments where i kind of have to uh, go pitch dark on uh certain fights and i'll tell people like hey just text me but i i gotta tell you i mean i i was lucky that she was kind of born into it and so She's definitely the type who, when she's watching a press conference, she goes, "Ugh, do we have to watch the press conference too?" And I was like, "Well, I have to." And then she'll watch, yeah. and then she'll look over and she'll go, "Ooh, did Nate Diaz win? Like, can I see that fight?" And I'm like, "Mm-hmm. See, you like it."
2: <laughs> yeah. I, I, I mean, if it's a fight, a fighter that I'm interested in, I definitely will, will watch the press conference. But um, I don't, I don't always watch those.
0: Well, Jade, we have I don't know two hours of questions for you, give or take, but we uh-huh. promise twenty minutes because of your aforementioned many jobs at the Jade Bryce. Yeah. That's with a Y. That's where people can find you, though. Based yeah. off of your following, people do know that.
2: Yeah, yeah, and I'll, I can come on any other time also for more questions. I I love doing I love doing this stuff so.
0: Excellent. Well, we consider ourselves sort of, I mean, Raph and I are both vocal feminists, so it's always fun to hear that, get proportioned into a different MMA project. We use a lot of comedy on ours. Um, YouTube, just, it's a whole broad range of things from introspection to meditation to comedy to fights to just kind of everything. So people need to check it out. The Magic Hour, M-A-J-I-C, hour spelled normally. Uh, Jade, thank you so much for coming on the podcast this evening.
2: Of course. Thank you for having me. We'll talk soon.
0: ADCC, which is the Olympics of grappling, is coming up. It's this weekend coming up. I keep thinking about that abstractly because I've forgotten it's the end of September. Just uh, something that happens every day that ticks away. A little poem about me. Raph, we're going to get to the Keenan storyline, the Dylan Dennis storyline. It's a distant second. Some of the things we're excited about going into because I already got to see some Craig Jones. I got to see some Nicky Ryan. You're already doing shows that are getting me hyped. I keep seeing your interview with Nicky Rodriguez pop up along with his oiled body. Thanks for that, by the way, whoever edited that gem. Are you going to wait to respond to what I would call a rather directly indirect shout-out from uh, from Seth, I guess, about mm-hmm. the ADCC stuff, which was basically like, no one likes you. Uh, I think you look stupid in coveralls. Uh Your Twitter sucks, and no one likes your photos. Something along those lines, but you can imagine if you if you were just ever bullied in like
1: sixth or seventh grade, it sounded like that. What's your What's your plan? Well, do you want me to address it now, or should we talk ADCC like normal people?
0: Well, I don't. I mean,
1: we're taking production notes from me. There's a
0: problem. All right. Verbal tap legal just started laughing. They didn't even have a note.
1: (laughs) All right, let's talk about it. I'm sure that's why some of you guys are tuning in. They're like, you know, f-
0: we were here for Jade, and <laughs> I guess uh,
1: well, we just thought we'd let it ride. Their new listeners are just <laughs> sitting in and going like, I didn't know we were going to have a beef on the first episode we've listened to. Jesus. Neither did we. Um, yes, here's what was posted, just so I read it verbatim. Uh, it was a photo of Brad Pitt from the movie Fight Club. Uh, and it is quoting without a second quotation mark on it. You are not special. You are not beautiful. A beautiful and unique snowflake, which is a very famous line in there that you may have remembered uh, from very uh, agro-aggressive 15-year-olds who obsess over the movie Fight Club. It's a little cliche. I mean, OK. But here are the actual parts that are rhetoric. Because, again, there's no real joke here. Uh, the joke is shock and awe. So the real idea of doing shock and awe is that once you get past that, here's the rhetoric. Number one, no one listens to your podcast. Number two, no one gives a shit about your photos. Number three, (laughs) you provide no value to the BJJ community. You are not getting a press pass or free tickets to ADCC. Go fuck yourself. All right. This is an interesting one for me because, again, Kev, what if it's not me?
0: Well, unless it was the free tickets for me and I'm misrepresenting <laughs> how little I matter, yet I do. I'm almost insulted if I if there is a slight there.
1: <laughs> I want to address this as both a, a person who is mildly amused and a person who saw a lot of people respond to it. Uh, some of whom were actually friends of ours who actually liked it, not knowing, I think, It was even addressed to me. Uh, So that was an interesting to figure out. But it does seem pretty pointed at me. And if it does have something to do with me, cool. But if it's not, the very small chance it has something to do with somebody else, I think I should address it because there are a lot of people who probably won't speak out against this. This seems to be a rebuke, if you would, or an antagonistic post about people who are hitting them up for free tickets. And I want to make sure something's very clear. If you're taking the time to do a BJJ podcast or do photos, you're doing two of the most underappreciated jobs in all of jujitsu. That's not just attacking whoever is designed for this. That's attacking the people who are also credentialed at this year's ADCC, who will probably say nothing because they're afraid to speak out. Talk about a free press. You got people who he's backhandedly insulting that have been credentialed in this. But they won't say a thing because going to ADCC is an honor. And I get that. But probably doesn't make you feel better. Especially, and if you want to talk about the fact that no one listens to our podcast, some of the people who are credentialed don't have our numbers. So, yikes. Hey, that's always fun. I like bragging about our numbers. Like, it's...
0: Listen, we're not not all purple belts. You know what I mean?
1: (laughs) I just want to make it very clear is that those people are gonna do a job and they should be appreciated for what they do. And I think it's really shit to put down anybody who is making a positive and amazing uh contribution to our sport, but especially when these people are giving you goods and services. So when you talk about people wanting to hit you up as for free tickets. You're conflating this idea that they want to be moochers. And I think that's what people really like about this post, is that it seems like these people just want something from you. I've never asked for a free ticket in my life, again, if this post is about me. I've only gone to cover fucking events. And I want to make this abundantly clear. I've gone to cover events, especially those that are new, especially those that had a San Diego event a couple years ago for their very fourth event that nobody else was really going to. And it was a shit show. I paid for my own travel to go out there. I covered it. And I did so gladly because I always make the offer to new grappling events. That's something I contribute to the community. As one of these BJJ podcasters, I want to tell you, a lot of them work their ass off. And from a team that likes to claim that their team knows sleep, you would really like to think that they themselves would recognize and respect hard work. But they seem a little blind to that, at least when it's not convenient to them. So if you really want to talk about free tickets, I'll make it very clear. You know how free those tickets are when you spend every night editing Or working or coordinating with people these videos don't just edit themselves they take a little bit of precision a little bit of time and a lot of the times I've never seen one athlete just leave an interview because they had too much attention if we're talking about this as a whole and I think that's what we're doing here this shitpost is and even if it's not about me it's about a whole bunch of people Who are just getting picked on by a dude who's just trying to bully them around. And I got to tell you, man, I don't get bullied. I'm not here for that. I don't really give a fuck if you like us or not. Because one thing you got to kind of figure out at this point is I'm kind of like a family member that you may not like, but you see at weddings and funerals. And I'm pretty professional enough to get along with anybody. So I don't mind if you exist in your own bubble and you do your own thing. But I do find it odd that for somebody who's defining the word snowflake, that you were probably motivated to make a meme off of a video? Possibly. I don't know. Again, that's if it's anything to do with me. On the week that you're hosting the biggest tournament of your life, so if it's not me, it's somebody who resides in your head that made you take time out of your very busy schedule when you should be producing the Olympics of our sport. So, yes. What if it was Joe Rogan? I wish it was. <laughs> <laughs> I wish Joe Rogan was like, yo, young Jamie, pull that shit up. <laughs> is that does that meme about me? They're like, no. He's like, oh, I knew it.
0: I knew it wasn't about me. I, I, my only, so anytime I, I look at these things objectively, the, we did used to get a free F grappling account. I should bleep that out, but we also used to promo their content. Now we don't really do that because we don't get a free thing from them. So it was like something we used to make a part of our segments. Like, let's talk about what's going on on this site or events wise. We did a more conscious effort to do that. Now we, and our audience sort of. Someone enjoys it, but usually they're pretty in tune with where to get it, just because of the only focus part. So it was normally just a a nice reminder to watch and pay attention and be a part of it, because you get lost when you have just the month to month rollover. So it's something like that that's helpful. But we, uh, you know, discontinued that relationship years ago. I don't. We don't like hit them up for free stuff.
1: No. So no.
0: I'm <laughs> not trying to. And since they were like, "Hey, we don't want to provide," we're like, "Okay, we understand."
1: Well, I mean, uh, much like we, we do with any
0: sponsors we've had of the show, which we've had a that's few. True.
1: Well, we've never, you know, the partnership with them was basically they hit us up offering something. We were in a mutual sort of thing and there was never a contract written, but they did it as to promote their events. And then guess what? Once they got a little bit bigger, yeah, they didn't mind us so much. And that's fine. You know, partnerships are meant to be for a certain amount of time. We've never had a problem with any of that. So, no, we don't ask for free shit like that. Um, we ask for people to work with us. We ask for people to, uh, you know, value our time and efforts. So yeah, it's kind of weird when you tell somebody that they provide no value to the BJJ community, as if you're some sort of weird czar that understands it. So I'm going to leave you with a couple thoughts. They lift up my my <laughs> north south jujitsu
0: underwear like
1: <laughs> I was like, that best. was a gift, you bastards! That was a gift. <laughs> There's two things, one of which is a cautionary tale, which is very interesting. I've seen the script before, and I want to make it pretty abundantly clear on this as well, which is we've kind of gone away from personal insults. It's not really our brand. I mean, if you want to be tacky and do that sort of thing. Oh, God,
0: I was headed the other way. I have a whole Alex Jones transition when you're ready. Just give me the nod. I'm ready to take it to the fights, and I've got one that's crazy. It's conspiracy theory, but I have all good authority.
1: It's what happened. I mean, Kev, I could say things like, I woke up on the wrong side of my steroids. I understand that. Those are jokes that you can say about somebody. Here's what I think is important. So this seemed to relay to me a kind of thing that was reminiscent of plagiarizing the playbook of Dana White. Dana White, of course, loves to say how outspoken he is. But every once in a while, he gets reined in by people who are above him. So when you are the CEO of your own company, you can say whatever you want. Everybody likes that. It's really cool when you just say what you feel and you're just so real about it. And you just say whatever, man, because you're real and that's what you do. Cool. That's you, man. But it doesn't give you a personality. I'll tell you that much. Saying that you're keeping it real is not a way of replacing being interesting or anything like that. But I will say this. Dana White famously tried to excommunicate a certain reporter named Ariel Hawani. And the problem with that scenario was they had a partnership. They worked together. And then they broke bad because Ariel broke some sort of story. I didn't do any of that shit. So or again, if it has anything to do with me. But the interesting thing about that relationship is the further he tried to ban him from coming to any of his events and from doing his job as a reporter, the bigger he made him. So now they're on a network together and that's kind of the byproduct of speaking someone's name into the ether where if they keep opening their mouth about other people like that, they might actually do the inverse of what they set out to do. Something to consider. Don't tell him my strategy. I've been working on (laughs) a secret this whole time. And the last very – I got you all
0: fired up off air. (laughs)
1: Well, you know, the funny part about it is is that you get a lot of people who say very nice things about you. I'm not looking for that. I'm just looking to do my job. And we're going to do that this weekend. We're going to have an amazing live stream. It's going to be really fun. Go to grappling. I'm coming on. I'm coming on. Kevin's going to be there. It's amazing. It's going to be super fun and very positive. And I hope that they have a great event. Um, You know, don't conflate the issue of having a personal disagreement or somebody making some sort of stupid meme about you uh, as a thing, if it is about me. But (laughs) the last thing I'll leave you guys with is this. Um, You know, the yourself and go fuck yourself actually one word you idiot so do yourself a, a favor and go read a fucking book because if you can't spell a meme right that's half of the point of using text he's, on a photo he's busy that's well overdone
0: yeah he's got a lot going on you know, I mean, there's no spell check on the meme app if you use oh, the cheap on. as ones they don't like it
1: i mean i just thought you uh. could at least the one disc that was close to being a joke on your dumb meme done. All right.
0: Anyway. No, no, no. I'm ready to Alex Jones' conspiracy theory of this. It's like that, it's that type of karma that has somebody in your one of your most famous draws lose <laughs> an eye mysteriously before the fight. Some will call it a training accident, I'll call it a karma shot. That's right, sports fans. I don't know what happened to me. Sorry, everyone, for that uh, That transition. Keenan's out. Our star, our wonder, our loser to Gordon Ryan. Pretty traditionally, but they were going to be in different weight classes. I actually forget where Keenan was going to be. It's 99. 99. So kind of opens that category up. I What did I pull up? I went to look for ADCC. People have been dropping like flies, though. You said... I actually didn't fully know Dylan Dennis was in.
1: Yeah, that's a big one that uh, seemed to be a problem. Dylan Dennis uh, had been kind of running his mouth and saying that he was uh, in. And I was like, oh, I guess that kind of makes sense. But are you like, do you still grapple? I thought you're just hanging out in tubs with a whole bunch of suds while you're showing these uh, beautiful women. Uh, playing video games like I don't even know what the fuck you're doing. You're just taking dumb photos that look like Andy Warhol rejects. Oh, I have the list.
0: Okay, I did it. Oh, Keith Gregorian. Oh, okay, hello,
1: man, it's me. Okay, well, we've so hit
0: good. the bad news. We've gotten our vendettas out of the way. Now let's talk about these fights a little yes. bit. So I'm just going to run through names, but you can kind of hit on some things you're excited about um ruan alvergara thomas halpin who's a european trials winner aji oceana kenta Iwanto, Iwant Oto, a japan person uh nicky ryan Gio martinez Tenquino. Oh, Tanquino is still that light i guess tankino is yeah. a vegan now um shayden yep shaynel taylor paula meow yano ripo Pablo Mantovani. God, Keith Grigorian's in a tough division. (laughs) (laughs) Bruno Frazzato. Mateus Gabriel. Oh, God. Kennedy Martial. Richard Algaron. Tai Huotolo.
1: Jesus. So the Rotolo brothers are, uh, you know, I mean, good for them. That's amazing that you've got uh, the opportunity to see uh, one of them go in there and crush it. So then you've also got Rich Alarcon, our good friend, Red, who's an amazing individual. You got Kenny Marciel, who is basically gifted. I didn't know you could do that. I honestly didn't um, know that either, but I guess his dad just like gets a spot. Well, his dad gets a spot, and then he was like, here you go. And I think the conventional wisdom was they're like, I mean, he is that good. And it is true. No one thinks he's not good. It's just a matter of what his dad just goes, I bequeath you this spot. And we all go, can you do I don't, has this happened before? I don't think this has really happened before. Can I guess really? if okay. you think about you what so?
0: ADCC comes from, they're used to monarchs. So for them, it's <laughs> like, yeah, this is what we do.
1: Uh, of course uh, we've got a lot of interesting aspects here Gio Martinez you know when we did this we did a preview show on the grappling hour this week with a bunch of really fun people and uh, of course you had Josh Palmer who's going to be doing commentary saying that he thinks that uh, we should look at some uh, dark horses one in Thomas Halpin because he's a European trials winner surprise by commentary Heck, that's always his thing. And then, I mean, Keith Kikorian is obviously in there, as you know. He came and talked about all of the um, the fights with us two years ago on our uh, verbal tap ADCC uh, fight companion that we did two years ago. He's the bracket boy that we had, and so we're sending him and John <laughs> to the show. And I think the funniest. So some cast about members is,
0: are making it. That's nice. Right, so. No, uh,
1: what we're the joke we're running with is uh, we have a hundred percent success rate of sending people to ADCC except me. <laughs> So there's that. Um, but I think, Kev, can you say Nikki Ryan is a favorite, or is the pink eye debacle possibly going to Pac Man his way into his eye as well? What the hell's his problem? His pink eye? Oh, well, Team Henzo, that's what took out um, one, Keenan Cornelius. It was threatening, I believe, uh, Nikki Rodriguez. We still haven't heard 100%. Like, these things can all change. Oh, so Nikki Ryan shit. is definitely somebody
0: what Uh, happened who's the okay now we need a serial podcast about this who's got time on their hands to trace back what potentially okay (laughs) if we lose three fighters to this we're doing three podcasts about that we're gonna call some people and try to get to the effing bottom of why they ruined adcc 2019 and what really happened to Kenan's eye? Now, I have some questions. Mm-hmm. I want to drop my karma theory and be like, Dan
1: Hurl do anything to get his boys in there. Uh, I think because jiu-jitsu, uh, or because Jiu-Jitsu put a, like maybe the best comment I've seen on the situation to a meme that we put up yesterday where it was just a woman crying in her car that Keenan wasn't going to be competing. And because jitsu I want to get the wording right here said the refs got him with an eye infection this time. They're getting more clever. <laughs>
0: well,
1: I appreciate the joke, but I don't know that the ADCC reps have ever screwed Keenan. I guess I can look back, give them time. Okay? <laughs> they will Give them time. <coughs> so obviously Nikki Ryan is somebody to watch. And of course uh, the conventional wisdom by everybody on our panel on that show was Paula. Meow is the person who they believe will win Though, I do wonder. I mean, Gianni Grippo is also somebody that could have a crazy day, too. And, of course, the big question is, how does Kennedy do? So, those are just some blank kind of observations. Do you have any others in the 66, KG? No, you you crushed it.
0: So, then we moved to 77. We got JT Torres, Russ Nichols, Joe Satava, John oh, Combs, Johnny. John Combs, yeah. Servio Tulio, tu- yeah, Mateos Gamal. Lachlan Giles, Wagner Hoka, Oliver Taza, Edmund Najni, Renato Sonato, Lucas, oh, Lucas Lepre, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Ceslo Vincius, yeah. DJ Jackson, Dante Leon, Gary Tonin. Oh, sh- okay, this is my favorite division, and I'll tell you why. Yeah. Okay. It has to do with JT Torres. I'm going to say this about three divisions. Probably not. Lucas Lepre and Gary Tonin. Those three are why I'm excited.
1: And are you not going to include Lucas
0: Lepre in that? That's what I'm saying. Lucas Lepre, Gary Tonin. Yes, I do. He and JT Torres, those three are the ones that it's like, someone's got to win this division. Yeah. Wagner Roca ain't (sighs) no slouch. (laughs) So this should be a fun
1: one. JT Torres, if you're making betting odds, is a favorite, I believe. Really? However, yes, I do. I think suck there's... it, Gary. Well, with Gary, two R's, Gary. go away. <laughs> um, I'm just glad Gary gets to compete because it looked like he wasn't going to get to do an ADCC earlier this year. There was definitely a moment where I interviewed him right as he was saying it doesn't look like he'll do it, and for a good while he wasn't, and then magic happened. Uh, of course, I love people like uh, Stefano Canuto. Mat, you know, Gary, get the fuck yeah. out of there. Edwin Najmi is always fun. DJ Jackson has a wrestler's base. Those are people that you can put in there. Uh, Lachlan Giles, who beat an entire team full of people. You can't overlook that. Our good friend Jonathan <laughs> Combs, I'm very much hoping good things for. Uh, Jonathan Satava, I mean, he's like my third favorite John in this category. And It's, Ross tough, Nichols it's a tough kind of John category, though. Yeah. So – uh, but Wagner, you, you bring up a good point. And Wagner has had some podium experience before as well. So I don't know. Do you have a favorite in this one other than JT? i Come okay. on. I mean, he's he really good at Jiu-Jitsu. He's very he's, good at it. It's all he's doing. Just saying JT's JT, going to be number four. I've, uh,
0: look, I know. But JT's so good looking. Can he really do it again? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> minus 88 kilograms yes Adam Wadzinski, uh, Alec Balding mm. Josh Hinger, Gabe, Almeida Ben Dyson, Kilolock Lissoti Mason Fowler switches with Keenan Cornelia so it's Mason Fowler and Craig Jones, Rustam Mike Perez, Mario Santana oh Mario, Gabe Arges, Mateus Denise Joe Blank, Valdir Arajo and Pedro Mourinho they should really come up with a last name for John Blank Everybody else. I mean, I think you got a you gotta favor either somewhere in the Craig Jones,
1: Josh Hanger category. With the experience, definitely. Um, here's something I want to give credit to. John Blank has been known to uh, explode at the unexpected times. So he's definitely somebody to watch. Uh, people were saying check out Mateus, Denise. And that could be a, a big spoiler. Mike Perez always has fun matches. Uh, Rustam Chizov also sometimes just is ridiculously a bit of a brick as a human being. Um, Adam, I don't know if he could do it. I mean, he's had such a crazy uh, past few months in terms of competition. So I think the betting odds would be Hinger and Craig Jones. And if we get that in a finals, we should be gifted it. Um, but... It could be very, very fun. Do you have anything other than those two? Cannot wait to watch Mario.
0: He's one of my favorites mm. all the time. Watching him live in 2012. guy still kicks ass. Yep. Men minus 99 kg. We've got Pertu Topanen. We've got Tim Spriggs. Paulo Joe's Baruna. I cannot believe Tim Springs still has to win trials. Raz Abdoyan. Okay, Tim Springs definitely gets a pass if Kennedy Marcial gets an invite. All right, people? Come, stop Ooh. making the man go to trials, for fuck's sake. Uh, is that funny to you? The has to go to trials? Who? Tim Springs. Who did he piss uh. off? How is he not an automatic? Come on, ADCC.
1: You know, I did. I interviewed him. That's ridiculous. Him after he won, and I said, do you feel it? And Tim Spriggs is a very interesting way of responding to things where he definitely like He doesn't quite speak in the third person But there's a character named Velveteen Dream in the WWE Who made me laugh because there's a video of him losing a match and they asked Velveteen Dream, They're like, do you remember losing that match? And he goes the dream has no recollection of that Uh, It was almost with the same cadence as Tim Spriggs has who's also a huge pro wrestling fan So I'm sure he'll appreciate that Gordon Ryan. <laughs> way, is anybody going invite. to beat him? Is Vinny Magalesh going to put together no. a huge surprise? No,
0: he's tired. Is oh, Lucas is Aaron Tex Hulk Johnson Pabosa. fighting?
1: All right. Is that going to happen? Because we just got word today, and this just happened. To everybody, Dan Martinez is going to come in. Dan Martinez just famously won at the Ultimate Matt Warriors.
0: Yeah, I also James Popolo. Just came in at the last minute too. Lucas Hulk Barbosa's in this category, and he always likes to look as grapped as ripped as possible without doing much grappling. But no one pushes anyone else around like Lucas Hulk Barbosa.
1: Plus also, I hope someone tells him I said that. Can we also discuss what I think is an important aspect that may be very helpful to us, Kev, which is we've got like think about all the people who aren't gonna be grappling for whatever reason, right? Like, just think about all those people like Keenan's out. Dylan Dennis is out. Other people are out. I mean, just think <laughs> of all the dropouts that we've had within the past two months of just people falling out of the woodwork. Right. Yeah. OK. What if we did a best of the rest sort of approach? So it means like, hey, Keenan, bring your pink eye in. It's the best of the rest. Hey, you. Dylan Dennis, your bring are- your
0: mental illness in. I wouldn't fight Keenan. He's got a weird infection. eye thing that's pretty contagious. (laughs) Keenan wins.
1: Best of the rest. I do love Dylan Dylan Dennis. Dylan, bring whatever the fuck's wrong with you. I don't dude, I don't know what what your deal is. Honestly, Dylan, bring your padded shirt, buddy. Uh, Plus 99
0: kilogram Buchecha. Probably going to win it. Mm. This feels pretty safe. Okay. Eldar Rafi mm-hmm. Nick Nicky Rad, unless his eye falls out, Antonio Braganetto great name, Matej Yuri Samos, moved up to plus 99 mm-hmm. kilograms, so Yuri wasn't about that weight cut life, Orlando Sanchez, Cyborg, Jared Dopp, that's the invite, okay, Jared Dopp, and Kenyon Dorote, okay, Damn it, I feel worse for Tim Springs. Every category we go to. Victor Hugo, Muhammad Ali, John Hansen, Elliot Marshall. Oh, I like John Hansen. He's uh I called his fights out here. Elliot Marshall, we talked about Elliot extensively. We're big fans. Max Grimes, Hudson Taylor. Fun category, but Chase is gonna be tough to beat. Yeah.
1: Very good. I mean, Orlando Sanchez can just be big. We've seen that happen before, and he can be a presence there. Uh, you know, a big question mark on everybody's <laughs> mind is the Nick human Rodriguez. The bowling ball. He
0: looks like the Ebola virus if it was a human.
1: Yuri Samoas versus Marcus Buciccio, though, is something that is intriguing to me. Um, And, of course, Cyborg has the experience. Jared Dopp is a second-place performer in this format. Kenyon Gerrard is always a big question mark. Muhammad Ali is amazing as well. And for the purpose of our show, we're stoked that Elliot Marshall is in this. That was was an unexpected surprise that I couldn't be happier about. Yeah, he got the invite. Mm -hmm. Um, Very last minute for a replacement.
0: Yeah, I'm cruising through the list. Ooh, women minus 60 kilograms. Saw the first name. We got excited. Beatrice Mosquita. Jenna Bishop. Livia Giles. Ricako Yasa. Bianca Basilio. Elvira Krapinen. Fifion Davies. Catherine Pettit. That's yes. going to be a good category. The women are always. this. This is the. Most I will cringe the entire night is the minus 60 kilograms because they are all impossible to break. Like every yeah. arm bar in this category, I'd be like, mm. "Yeah." that's what I know about this category. And I'm going with Beatrice mosquito is my favorite.
1: I'm always on the team.
0: team Davies
1: though, Sean Davies has been really crushing it, so it's got to be one of those, man, can you see that storm coming? Hey. Plus 60K.
0: Gabby Garcia's back. Mm-hmm. Uh, leaner than ever, I presume. Amanda Levy. Karina Santi. Stephanie Egger. Jessica Flowers. Tyon Porfirio. De Jesus, Ana Caroline Vieira. How big is Gabby coming in, you think? this she's, one's difficult she's probably gonna
1: win again. Stoked though Jessica flowers
0: so anyway yeah, Jessica Flowers is amazing
1: and Nathalie's great too you know and uh, Amanda levy uh, she's been training out with uh, Big J over in the East Coast and she's amazing as well she's had a flying alarm bar at the trials like she's dope but uh, like are we gonna see Gabby win again and again Gabby is really amazing. So it's kind of tough. It would be interesting to see if they added another weight class in the future. Um, We keep getting told that it's something they're working on, something they're working on. But, um, you know, when you say, you know, 60 plus, um, it's the same as the men's when you look over and you go, are they all in the same weight category? That's insane. So, Gabby Garcia, odds on favorite, I would assume, but I am hoping for a pleasant surprise. And I don't mind being wrong on that one at all. Kev, who wins, Galvo or Pena? I am stoked to see Pena
0: pull off an upset here, but I don't think it's going to happen. I think Galvo wins.
1: Do you think he retires then and there?
0: Probably, yeah. Especially, well, no,
1: no, 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 no. Mm
0: -hmm. Let's Let's see who wins the absolute. That's what I think. Then we'll see if he yeah. retires.
1: He's just like, did Gordon win? Nah. I'm I tired. just
0: think he thinks he can beat Felipe Pena, and I think he thinks he, I think he can beat Felipe Pena. Felipe Pena, I think, thinks he can get beat. You know, that's the difference. Felipe really. I'll be stoked just for the parody of it, and I like seeing Felipe Pena, who's had some really remarkable grappling moments against Gordon Ryan, have them against someone else. That would be awesome. Yeah. And then we know. Otherwise, I feel like. Damn it. Why is he just so good against Gordon? <laughs> They just Sometimes have, people have that number. I've found a yeah. lot of people appear to have that, that problem for me. Yeah. And that's the ADCC trials in a really quick one. Can I also uh,
1: express some hilariousness of this all? Sure. On Flow Grappling, if you're scrolling through, there's a next article that says... Flow Grappling Official Seating Predictions for 99kg, okay? In that, if you want to click on that article, you have to be a subscriber. So, this doesn't give you new information. You know, th- this ranking has no real bearing on the main thing. But if you wanna see it, you gotta pay to play. And I get it, I know monetizing things tough um you know i'm not gonna i'm just gonna take your word good job thanks those are great (laughs) rankings
0: we use them in our decision making tonight on who we thought we'd win it's very influential tune in next week and more specifically tune in this weekend for a live broadcast and next week for some recap and some more chatting with amazing people doing podcasts
1: Yep, it is grapplinghour.com all weekend. You can catch us on all the major platforms. It's going to be simulcast on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, or Periscope, whatever you prefer. Um, we'll probably have some stuff going up on Instagram. Like, we're going to be everywhere, so you will not miss it, my friends. Kevin, like he said, is going to be on the show. We have a ton of guests. And when I say a ton of guests, you know we've got some folks who are excited to come on our show, so – Um, I'm very excited for it. I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, Despite whatever memes have come up this week, again, I really do wish it well for all of the athletes. I hope it's a spectacular event. I do hope it's a success. Um, And that's it. Kev, you? That has
0: been, this has been, I did Pilates. I really got to focus. This has been Verbal Tap. I am Kevin. Thanks for listening. Good night,
1: and good luck.
2: The number you have dialed has been changed. The new number is... Please note, the new number is...